Social Zoom Factor, episode 49. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to talk about events and conferences and how you can integrate social media to Zoom your ROI to turbo speed. Any smart marketer or business leader who is implementing an event, I know it is not easy and I know there are so many things that you need to do. And what we are seeing is that a lot of event organizers in organizations, large and small, they are just overwhelmed and they really don't know where to start. They don't know the areas as to where they should integrate social media. They may be a bit behind on social media in their organization overall. So then they're just skipping integrating social media to any degree, and they're just leaving ROI on the table. So if this is you, I hope that if nothing else during today's podcast, I am going to inspire you, number one, to get your butt in gear and start developing your own social media, social business plan. And number two, if you have not started implementing social media at your events, that you will start and you will listen to the tips and strategies I'm going to give you today and at least know where to start. And then third, if you are already rocking the social ecosystem and you already are doing events and you have maybe even started to integrate some social media strategies and tactics into your event, I know that this podcast today is going to give you some new ideas and hopefully help you take that to the next level. Today, I am going to share with you 25 recommendations and tips for you to integrate social media into your events and conferences and turn up that ROI volume. And if you have attended, managed, or spoken at any event in the past couple of years, chances are good that you have noticed changes in communication. Conversations are going to a new dimension. No longer is the conversation limited to a one-to-many dialogue from the keynote speaking stage to the audience, nor are the conversations limited to the event floor, the breakout room, the event handbook, or the website. We all remember those days that that is where the only communication happened. Events are the perfect medium for you to fully embrace the power of social media because social media is really one big conversation and social networks simply serve as a platform for communication to help you build community, generate brand awareness, increase customer intimacy and loyalty, and the list goes on. If you are hosting an event, my guess is you are looking to achieve a few of these things that I'm going to mention. Are you looking to increase customer intimacy? Maybe you want to really take that relationship with those customers to the next level. You are wanting to improve customer satisfaction. How about increase brand awareness? Maybe learn about the market or competition. 
earned support of a loyal brand evangelist. That's huge. Increase earned media, which is also a biggie. Identify and establish relationships with partners, strategic partners. Keep the conversation going after the event, as well as really turning up that volume of that conversation, the amplification of that conversation pre and during the event. Build community, foster community that is sustainable, as well as generating new leads and selling more products and services. For the purpose of today, I'm going to offer some solid tips and strategies that will help you achieve higher results, leveraging and integrating social into your business conferences and events. And this information is also available via a downloadable white paper that you can grab at socialzoomfactor.com slash social events, plural. And before I get started with the 25 tips and strategies to help you Zoom ROI for your conferences, leveraging social, I want to tell you a quick story. And this is to really help you understand the power of conversations that can happen through social media when you're at these events. So I was at an event not too long ago, it was a couple years ago, two or three years ago, here in Tampa, Florida. And I live in Orlando, Florida now. But I was at an event and I arrived to this event mid-morning. And it was a big social media type of event. So lots of crazy tweeters there. I got there about 1030 in the morning. And so I hopped in, I popped open my laptop, and I immediately started engaging in the conversation. Now note, the conversation was not happening verbal because everybody was listening to the speaker up on stage. However, there was quite a conversation that was happening online. And so everybody was tweeting and Facebooking and doing all sorts of things and communicating. We were finding each other where people were sitting, saying, meet me at the back of the room. So when it uh, became time for the break, and I had missed the mid-morning break because I got there, I think right after that, but it was about lunchtime and we all head out to the break area where everybody was mingling and talking. And I ran into a friend and then one of her managers from this more traditional type of marketing agency. And she was, I believe, the founder of the agency. And she made this comment and she said, wow, I can't believe how quiet people are at this event. Nobody is talking. And at that moment, it just hit me. And I thought, oh my goodness, I have not shut up since I got here because I had opened my laptop and I had done nothing but talk and listen and communicate with all of my friends that I was so excited to finally meet some of these people face to face in the same building. But there was this conversation that hadn't stopped since I got there. But the thing was, this woman who was from out of state and she was from Texas and owned this other type of agency that does not do a lot of social. They weren't doing social at the time. They may be doing more social now. She was completely missing out on the conversation. And she did not know this level of communication that was happening right there in the room. And at that moment, it made me realize how important it is that we are not leaving people out. And so as we go into this conversation today, and you are thinking about events, and as you are starting to want to integrate social media into the DNA of your business and into the DNA of your events, I want to remind you that you cannot leave out the people who are not there yet. And I talk a lot about this in a lot of our podcasts and in a lot of my blog posts about bridging the social divide. And we call it Generation S. And Generation S is basically the generation that chooses to be social. 
and the people who are not choosing to be social, you need to help bridge the gap with them. So even if you are making your event as social as you can, and you're using all of the latest bells and whistles and integrated social technologies and processes, don't forget the people who are not social yet and make sure that we are always thinking of them because I wouldn't be helping you as I should be on this podcast today if I did not stress that from the very beginning. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started on these 25 tips and strategies. Number one is you obviously need to have a plan and you are never going to read a blog post from me or hear a podcast from me that I don't tell you that you need a plan. You need to know where you are going and why. Why are you having an event? What business goals and objectives does your event support? Failing to plan is planning to fail. A couple podcasts and resources I encourage you to check out if you do not have a plan yet or you need to revisit yours is episode 15, Eight Steps to Develop Your Social Business Plan and Strategy. Episode number two is How to Stomp Random Acts of Marketing, those Rammies. And you can also download two white papers and you can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash social business plan and download 10 strategies and tips to stomp random acts of marketing at socialzoomfactor.com slash no rams. And all of these links will also be listed on the show notes page for this podcast at socialzoomfactor.com. Okay, number two is don't forget event and conference marketing 101. Do not overfocus on the technical specifics of social media that you lose track of basic event marketing 101. And I have seen several events where this has happened. Things like the host forgetting to print an agenda for the breakout sessions, yet they have a full social media lounge set up. Okay, so everybody's there, but they don't know where the heck to go. Ensure every step of the way you are offering value for your attendees, your partners and exhibitors. And I know that's marketing and event planning 101, but I am seeing this happen a lot. And everybody's just so over-focused on social that they're forgetting to have that servant heart to take care of their attendees. And this happens a lot we see in Florida because I live in Orlando where there are just a ton of events that come through and I speak at all kinds of events globally. And it's amazing the teams that truly have a heart for serving how much better uh, they are able to integrate social into the DNA of their business. Number three is align social where it can have the greatest benefit for your event attendees and partners. So as much as I hate to quote unquote assume, I'm going to assume that you have accomplished the plan and that you have a plan with goals and objectives. So assuming that you do, then your focus should obviously be on your audience and attendees and helping them reach their goals and objectives. So don't just think of social media at events as quote unquote stunt marketing, truly focus on the needs of your audience and the chances of your content being shared beyond the walls of your event and the venue are so much higher because if you're focusing on value, those attendees are going to want to share that content. You know, if you are focusing on the best content that you can, it's going to get shared. Number four is integrate and think about post-show before pre-show. So the more you can integrate from day one, the better. When developing your event plan, do not bolt social media on as a band-aid. Instead, set clear alignment of goals where social could have a positive impact 
impact and include social with other key communication mediums that are used for the conference and event. So this includes, but is not limited to things like email marketing, in-person pre-show networking events, happy hours, direct mail, flyers, door tag things you're hanging, you know, uh, pre-event webinars and websites and the list goes on. Number five is do a social media audit prior to the event. How are all of your social media profiles look? How are you engaging? You know, are they healthy? Are they not healthy? Are they in need of an update? Is your branding consistent? Are you delivering a consistent brand message? Who is going to tweet? Who's going to post to Facebook? How are you going to ensure your messages stay on brand? Does your team have the needed skills to actually launch a social event or conference? If not, how are you going to get them trained in time? If you can't get them trained in time, then truly consider tapping into the power of an agency or a consultant that can help you. And we do this a lot with our clients. So we will do an audit prior to the event and help them assess what needs to be done. And then we can be on site with them, helping them initiate events and making sure everything with social is is going well. So if you need help in this area, get it. Because the last thing you want to do is throw, you know, a team of interns on this who have never done an event before, who don't know your customer, but maybe are posting to your Facebook page. You, I, you cannot do that. I cannot stress enough how important it is that you have some senior marketing people that are there that can manage the risk. What happens if something goes wrong? What are you going to do if there is a PR or social media crisis happen? Um, what is your backup plan? Should your Twitter hashtag get spammed the first day of the event? And we we have had this happen. And we work with clients even the size of IBM. We were in an event we were helping them with and one of their hashtags uh, started getting spammed. It was on the second or third day. And that hashtag was switched that day to a different hashtag and immediately we got rid of those spammers and I think we just added a number onto the end of it. So if thinking about these things just gives you a headache and you're you just want to say I don't want to do it because there's too much risk, don't do that. Okay. There's risk with everything you do. Anything that is going to provide a good return is going to have some level of risk for it. So I'm just saying do your research ahead of time. Do an audit. Understand what your risks are. Understand how how you're going to manage that type of crisis and just be proactive with it. It doesn't have to be painful. It's something that you can get done and you can get done pretty quickly. And we can help you get started if you need some help and make sure you're getting started on the right foot. Number six is to make sure that you are focused and focus on the right things. Because the worst thing you can do is attempt to be everything to everyone on every social media platform prioritize and select the social networks that best align with your audience. What platforms are your audience hanging out on? What platforms are you going to use and why? And again, make sure you are something to somebody versus nothing to nobody. And it's better to choose one, two, or three social networks that you can rock out for the event versus trying to be everywhere at the same time if you have a very limited team. Because the truth is you're not going to be able to rock anything if you are spreading yourself too thin. And particularly, this is the first event that you're really turning up that volume with social. Number seven is to know your event attendees, partners, and broader ecosystem. The more you can know about all of the audiences you want to engage and influence and 
create that call to action for, the better. Get in their heads and why are they attending your event? Why should they spend the money on registration fees? Why should they take the day off from work? What is in it for them that is different than they can get on your website or or the website and blog of the speakers and the partners who are supposed to be adding tremendous value at your event? Number nine is consider a social influencer outreach program. And if your company is new to social media and doesn't yet have the reach or the relationships to turn up the conversation volume on the social waves, explain Explore partnering with others. So in consider implementing an influencer outreach program where you basically invite industry influencers from within your niche, within your market segment or segments, and you invite them to come be part of your event. You can invite them as VIP bloggers. You can invite them to special events. You can pay them. You know, if they have other services that they offer, you can pay them to come maybe be the media for you of your event. You could pay them to just tweet on your behalf, but make sure that you are valuing their time. And we get asked a lot to come and participate as influencers for events for brands, large and small. A lot of very large brands contact us to do this. And I'll tell you, a few years ago, there were a lot of influencers that were really excited about it. And particularly a lot of influencers who have not worked with large brands in their career. So if they have always maybe been an entrepreneur or they really don't have a lot of big business experience, they get really excited about this. So you may be able to get some influencers that don't have that strong corporate business experience to come do this at no charge for you just to have access to your community and access to your brand and be able to associate themselves with your brand. Now, if you are reaching out to people who do have solid business experience, for me, I spent 15 years in corporate America. So I worked for brands like Hitachi Data Systems, Sun Microsystems, did some work at GE. And so I have already worked with a lot of these brands. And although it is appealing for me to go to these events, I have been to a ton of these events over my career. Going to spend a week at an event on behalf of a brand for free just to send a few tweets, it's getting harder and harder for those brands to get me. And our price is actually going up. And so we really try to just make sure that we are integrating other services and then working with that brand to make sure that we are also getting the most value that we can as influencers from the event. So you always want to be thinking what is in it for the people who you are asking to participate. If you want to reach out to influencers, make sure something's in it for them. Don't just invite them to come tweet on your behalf for free. Chances are you might burn more bridges than you are creating if that is the way you're reaching out to them. Number 10 is make sure that you are thinking out of the box. Consider technology and mediums that you may not be 100% comfortable or familiar with because chances are if this is the first time you are integrating social into your events, you're going to be using some new tools and technologies that you've likely never used before. As long as you become properly educated and set up the right processes and procedures to leverage this new technology prior to the event, you are going to be just fine. Number 11 is hire the right team, both internal and external. 
journal. So do more than fill tweet and Facebook seats. If you want to increase brand awareness, turn up the relevant social buzz and amplification during your social media event, hiring 20 interns from the local college is not going to get you the reach that you need. And chances are highly unlikely they are going to help get your message or tweet read by an audience who has an interest in a relationship with you or your company. You are much better off working with somebody who knows your industry, working with an agency or consultant who has done this before, who can help you develop and execute a real plan that includes relevant influencer outreach and engagement. You want people to be facilitating the conversation that understand the content. They need to tweet with context so that your message resonates with the right audience to drive the right actions that nurture the right relationships that are going to bring you the right results. There are some agencies who offer this type of service where they will just send a bunch of tweeters to your event. And I've seen them show up at some Fortune 50 brands events and they are basically intern type or they may have some experience, but they usually have very few followers, maybe 50, 100 followers at max. And they're usually set up the Twitter accounts for that specific event. Thing is, yes, you're going to create some noise, but nobody's following those Twitter handles. And it's better for you to tap into influencers. An influencer is somebody who's actually influencing a market. It's not some random Twitter account that you're setting up. So make sure that you know the difference on these things. Okay, number 12 is to tap in the power of your own brand advocates and really think about creating an internal brand advocacy program for you to identify the right influencers internal to your organization because your own employees can be your greatest brand evangelist. And I encourage you to check out episode 15, which is how to build a social business brand advocacy program. And we are going to be doing a lot of work in this area over the coming months. So I encourage you to check that out. And we work with a ton of our clients on this type of work because it really is the phase where a lot of businesses are right now. And they are realizing finally that their employees are their greatest asset and that their employees all have a social network, networks that they are leveraging out on on the social ecosystem. And so tapping into that can be really powerful if you can figure out how to truly empower your employees to power up your brand to turbo. Number 13 is to share your best stuff. So don't hold back. This is your time to shine at this event and conference. Don't be afraid to share your best stuff. It doesn't matter if your competition is watching. Once you get onto social with an event, your competition is watching. So be a leader. Let them follow you. You know, that's how I always look at it. If my competition wants to listen to my podcast and, and copy it and they copy my blog posts and they copy my ideas, you know what that is? That's called thought leadership. And when I see my competition doing the same things that I'm doing, 
great. I'm glad that I can help put food on the table for their family. Okay. And I'm glad that they see my content as valuable because when I see them follow in our footsteps and do the same exact things that we're doing, write about the same things we're doing, they're just validating my strategies. And and we, we double no, triple no, then we're headed in the right direction. So if you hold back your best content, you're holding back value from your audience. So make sure you are giving them solid nuggets and treasure chests of value throughout the entire event, starting with the pre-show. Okay, don't just do this during the show. Start during pre-show. Same thing for after the show. And remember that the heartbeat of social media is you. And the more that you give, the more that your audiences will hang on to and share with their communities your every word. And I encourage you to check out our video called Heartbeat of Social Media. And I will include a link to that on the show notes page and you can check it out on Google as well. Just do a search. Number 14 is focus on real value to your audience and attendees. So don't lose sight in between the hashtags, the Twitter profiles and the Facebook messages. Keep your objectives and your goals and priorities focused on the needs of your audience. What problems are you going to help them solve in their business or life by attending your event? And just make sure that you know what they want from you. I encourage you to check out podcast episode number four for 10 things you must know about your audience. And you can also download the worksheet for prioritizing your audience and their needs at socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. Number 15, make sure that you select Twitter hashtag early. Same goes for Instagram hashtags, Google Plus hashtags, and Facebook hashtags, though we're not seeing a lot of play with Facebook hashtags. But most important are probably your Twitter and your Instagram hashtags. Don't wait until the day of the event to start using your hashtag and building community. Start using the hashtag the first day you send an email. Post on update to Facebook or send a tweet to be consistent and leverage the hashtag to build community and keep the conversation beating strong during all phases of the event and conference. And I encourage you to check out our Twitter chat called Get Real Chat. We meet every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It is an amazing community. Hundreds of marketers tweet into our chat every single week and we talk about Things like this conversation you're listening to today. And we talk about events, we talk about ROI, we talk about brand advocacy, you name it. Number 16, be ready for plan B. What happens if your hashtag gets spammed? We talked about that a little bit earlier. What is your backup hashtag? What if one of the tools you plan to use goes haywire? And trust me, that happens. What if the Wi-Fi has issues? Hope for the best, but plan for the worst. That's pretty much the story of my life and business. Number 17, create social visual experiences. And this is so very important. We live in a visual social world. Embrace imperfect perfection. You don't have to have the best camera or the best camera person to take your images. Use an iPhone, use an iPad, use an Android or any device of choice. We also have an Android uh, Samsung S4 Zoom. And I love that device. It is an amazing smartphone. Plus, it actually has a Zoom camera on it. So if you're looking for a new device, check that out. We have iPads we use, we have iPhones we use, and they all work great. Continually feed photos, capturing your 
awesome event or conference um, moments to Instagram, to Pinterest, to Facebook, and to Twitter. And not everybody needs to be at the event live. Make sure you have somebody back at home base that you can be uploading photos to. Use a software like Dropbox for you to upload those images to. And Dropbox has a really cool app that you can download that you can actually upload images straight from your mobile device to Dropbox. So then if you have an extended team that is virtual, you can be uploading images to them all day long as you're taking them live on your device and you can be uploading them to the cloud where they can be helping you post them. So make sure that you have backup team that is helping you keep that visual social fabric going throughout your event and look at it as a social fabric that you are weaving and that the event is part of this masterpiece and the images can offer insight into your brand, into the people within your walls, the customers and partners that are supporting you. Use photos to emotionally connect with your audience near and far. And that's going to help you bring the people that are not even at your event. It's going to help them feel like they are there. Because if you take and capture some amazing images, people feel like they are there. And there have been a lot of companies that we have helped with their events. And we get those comments all the time. You know, they people that are not at the event, they'll be in Africa, truly. I mean, we've had comments from a Across the globe that people say, I just feel like I'm there. So make sure you're using those images to connect with people personally. And there's also quite a few technologies and tools that you can use to display a visual wall that will display tweets and Instagram posts, that type of thing. So just, you know, get with a consultant or an agency that can help you select the right tools and technology for your budget and and for your event venue, whatever you're looking to do. Number 18 is remember you are marketing to an audience of audiences. And Brian Solis, who's one of my favorite authors and thought leaders in this space wrote a post a while back talking about an audience with an audience of audiences. And I will link to it from the show notes page of this podcast, but he nails it. And just remember, you are not just sending a tweet or posting to Instagram an image or a status update for one person. You are posting it with the goal that they will share it with their audience as well. So it's an audience with an audience of audiences. I just love that. Number 19 is assign clear roles and responsibilities early on. If it needs to get done, assign someone to do it. Pretty simple. Don't assume you're going to figure it out the night before the event. Plan ahead. So plan your work and work your plan, as my grandma used to say. Document the roles and make sure that they are available to everybody who is involved in executing your event, including partners and employees. Make sure you establish a solid escalation path if something were to go wrong. Assign one person to be the go-to person for all things social media related. They can help answer questions, delegate, and solve problems when necessary. Okay, number 20, make it easy for others to engage. Get in the head of your attendees and partners. And remember, they will be experiencing information overload. And though it may be easy for you to remember the spelling of your CEO or the Twitter handle of the keynote speaker, it could be the first time that the attendees have ever even heard that person's name. So publish hashtags and Twitter handles on posters, on signs, on display screens, and even hard copy handouts. Try creating a reference card with all key social media 
and key speaker information and make the font big enough that we can read it in the dark, please. Because most of these events, it's dark, right? We turn down the lights and we look at the person on stage. And I've seen even some Fortune 100 brands that we've worked with, they pass out these teeny little books that say, here's all the Twitter handle. Well, we're all sitting there in the dark with our iPhones trying to shine the light onto this little book and we cannot see the Twitter handle of the person speaking. And if the Twitter handle is not listed anywhere, nobody's going to be able to talk about them and reference them. And you're just going to lose out on half of the conversation and it's going to be minimized to about half of what it could be. Number 21 is don't assume people know what action you want them to take. This is also so very important. If you want them to visit a website, include the URL. If you want them to retweet content, then provide the Twitter handle, the hashtag, and even the content you want them to tweet. People cannot take an action unless they are clear on what it is you want them to do. So don't assume they know if you haven't told them. I see this happen a ton. Number 22, don't be afraid to set requirements for presenters. Require your presenters to be part of the social conversation. Don't hesitate in requiring them to provide their Twitter handle and event hashtag at the bottom of every single slide. So if you are providing the presentation template for presenters to use, make sure you include appropriate placeholders for them to put that information. Make it required. And if you are offering special perks for presenters, make it known you also expect them to share information about the event with their communities. There's events you want them to attend where you're hoping that they're going to help you amplify the event. Make sure you let them know the time, the business attire that they need to be wearing. And I do a ton of public speaking and paid speaking and workshops. And I really, really appreciate the more that event organizers can communicate with me. And I always try to make it so I am one of the easiest presenters that they will ever work with. Somebody hires me to come and speak and work with them, I'm theirs. So if, if they're paying for my time and, you know, I'm headed to Athens, Greece next month, and I'm so excited going to speak for an amazing group of C-level executives. But what we've told the organizers is I'm yours. During those couple days, of course, it's not all day and all night, but for their events, I'm attending the events, I'm teaching a workshop, I'm doing a keynote speech, doing some other training sessions. And so I'm going to be attending some of their nightly events and I'm going to help them amplify that event. I am there to help them, but I also expect that they tell me what they need from me. They need to help me understand when and where do I need to be. And I know this sounds like communication 101, but a lot of times these things get left out and you forget about your speakers and we don't know where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to do. And particularly if your speakers have an online audience, I mean, I have 200,000 plus people that follow me on Twitter, a very engaged audience. So it's worth the time if you're inviting influencers, if you have influencers who are speaking at your events and you're already paying for them to be there tap into their communities. So I encourage you to take your time to really tap into the power of the OPC, which is other people's content and other people's community. I encourage you to check out episode 44, which is the power of the OPC, other people's content and other people's community, not to be confused with the OPP, you know me though I do sing a little bit of that song in that podcast. Number 23, confirm the chosen venue can support your digital needs. And I know this one sounds 101 as well, but it is really important. Confirm all venue capabilities prior to booking. Hello, Wi-Fi. You must have Wi-Fi and don't be cheap. You need to pay for Wi-Fi for your attendees if you are wanting them 
to amplify your event for you. If you want it to be virally shared, make sure that you have Wi-Fi that actually works and can support the number of attendees that you are expecting. Ask for references for your event venues. Visit conferences at the location to see the flow where digital displays are located and ensure that the Wi-Fi and all technology, all electrical is working properly. Know the upfront costs so that you can plan and purchase appropriately. The worst thing that you can do is count on an event being very social to find your attendees can't even get on the internet. And the sad thing is, is I have been to some events that have had this problem. And again, this falls into the camp of failing to plan is planning to fail. Number 24, make sure that you set up your social measurement systems early so that you can track results. Don't wait until the day of or the week prior to your event to start measuring. You want to start measuring at pre-show. You want to be able to show an ROI and you are not going to be able to measure ROI if you aren't tracking it, okay? So select measurement tools and strategies early in the planning phase. And many of the affordable and free tools will only go back so far in measuring impressions and conversations. So proper and proactive planning in this area is absolutely critical. And just make sure that you're first deciding what is it you want to measure? What are your goals? What are your objectives? How are you going to measure the results? And then choose the tools and technology that's going to help you measure. Don't go waste a lot of time selecting tools and technology when you have not yet decided what you want to measure. Number 25, this is the last one. Do not forget to have fun. And remember that social media is really one big, huge honking conversation. Don't just do social or be social. You want to be socially relevant, but you want to have fun doing such. So your good attitude is absolutely going to shine through via your tweets, your posts, and your images. You want people to feel that social fun factor. Roll with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if you do, your attendees will do the same thing. Have fun. No matter how crazy it gets, no matter how wild everything may be running around you, and you are going to have tweets flying left and right, just make sure you have your team on board. You know who's on first base, who's on second, and where you are headed for that home run. So I hope that this conversation today helped you. I hope that I have given you some ideas for how to truly take your social media to the next level for your events and your conferences. And as I said earlier, you can download the white paper with these tips at socialzoomfactor.com slash social events. Best of luck to you. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.